Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, brought to you by HypeBot.com. Thank you to Bruce and everybody over at HypeBot for everything you do every week. We love you guys. Um, Jay, we have a special guest joining us this week. We do. Today we have Nico Perez, and he's from MixCloud, and he's here to talk a little bit about what MixCloud is all about. Nico, thanks for joining us today. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Thank so you. tell us a little bit, you know, I, I'm, you know, I've signed up. I know Michael signed up. We played with this thing. There's some really cool functionality, but for those who have never played with it or heard of Mixcloud or get it confused with, you know, other names, tell us a little bit about what Mixcloud is all about. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So um, in a nutshell, Mixcloud is a platform for internet radio. So we have podcasts, radio shows, DJ mixes, essentially all long form audio uh, that's been created by, um, you know, everybody from, uh, you know, people just starting out in their bedrooms through to international superstar DJs and radio presenters. Uh, and it's available on the platform to listen to. And it covers all different types of music, talk and audio as well. So um, <clears throat> we started in London originally about uh, eight, nine years ago. And um, I'm here based here in New York. And, um, you know, we've just we just passed a million curators who've uploaded to the platform. So wow. that's kind of where we're at in terms of the company right now. So you, 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 you kind of said it's for long form audio. So is it yeah. really <clears throat> useful for somebody who wants to just upload their three minute song? Uh, no. So actually, you know, when we spoke briefly before before uh, this this interview, um, you mentioned about artists and DIY artists. So we're not that relevant if you're just a if you're a band or you're you're an artist producing individual tracks because we actually don't accept uh, single tracks uh, and a lot of the reason for that comes down to licensing and royalty costs. Uh, so the licensing costs to do to stream individual tracks are much higher. Um, so I'm sure you guys are well aware of you know the costs that Spotify, Apple Music, and others sure. have to pay. Um, and we we opted to take a different approach. We built a service that um, is licensed through r blanket radio licenses, which means that we couldn't do and we didn't want to do single tracks uh, on the right. service. Right. But what about all of the different? Um, I don't know if you call them, you know, channels or you know the the different <clears throat> genres and topics, subjects. There's the so many. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so many great ones. Yeah. Is there an opportunity there for musicians, artists to have their music featured in some of those programs? Absolutely. Yeah. And that that's really where where um kind of the the you know it's worth kind of digging in a little bit more. So you know if you're uh uh, a jazz musician, for as an example, you know, connecting with somebody like Giles Peterson, you know, who used to be on BBC Radio One, obviously like a, a world famous radio presenter. You know, he now has a Mixcloud profile. In fact, he has a whole new project called Worldwide FM that he's doing, mm -hmm. uh, and they host that on Mixcloud as well. And you know, connecting with them and getting your music featured within one of their shows is really it could you know for some people it could change their career. Right. Is there a formal process for that? It's what would you question. recommend? Right now, um, you can message people through the through, through the site. Um, we don't have a formal, so to speak, process, but it's something we've been thinking about developing in the future. Got it. So, so let, let me let me try and 
break this down in the simplest terms is I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of the indie musician who's listening to us. Um, Would this be something like, okay, Mixcloud sort of is based on a bunch of curators building playlists of content. Mm -hmm. Yes. And people come in and listen to their playlists and those playlists can be everything from spoken word to music recordings. So, so my, my, my goal here is I want to get my music added into some curator's playlist. Exactly. Precisely. I mean, there's kind of two approaches that people could take. One is that, that you just spoke about. So figuring out, you know, who are the best curators on the platform who could showcase my music and get it in front of their audience and their fans. And the second approach is actually maybe some people have started their own podcasts, their own radio shows. Um, you know, there's a, there's a band called the Alalas who started something called Reverberation Radio on Mixcloud. And they do a, a weekly, weekly show um, and they just kind of curate, you know, new music that they've discovered, uh, you know, from around the web. And so that's, that's the other alternative approach that people So, so take. yeah, I, I, as you're describing this, I'm thinking, so what and it sounds like there is nothing that would prevent this, what would prevent an artist from saying, well, I'm going to be a curator. I'm going to put together my own channel of music. I'm going to put my own music within my own channel, sort of a little bit of self-promotion. They can do that, right? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, so, so how so, do you... So, 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 oh, real, ahead, real quick, Jay. So, so basically the, the only restriction is you can't just upload an individual track and have somebody come and go listen to an individual track. It's, it's not like it's, SoundCloud. It's not like yeah. sound, let let let's just say clearly. Yeah, yeah. It is not yeah, like yeah. SoundCloud. Yes. That you can't Correct. just upload your latest mix, your latest track, whatever and send out that link and people share that. You have yeah. to upload basically you have to curate a show which is yeah. other people. So so are you able to I guess the question is, how do you get other people's tracks into your, quote, playlist then? So if you're making the playlist, you basically you source them, you know, whether people have sent you demo copies or whether, um, you know, you are, you know, a, a professional DJ who's kind of, you know, buying music at uh, iTunes, Beatport, Amazon, wherever, you know, people buy MP3s. Um, those would be the places that people source the music, but also, you know, there are informal communities of people who kind of contribute and speak to each other kind of on a daily or weekly basis. So you're not, <laughs> you're, you're not actually sourcing content from within Mixcloud. You're not finding somebody else's channel and saying, I want to pull that track out of their playlist and put it in mine. Yeah, that's correct. So it's less like, you know, if we think of a Spotify playlist, you kind of assemble that from the building blocks of, of what's within Spotify. Right. Mixcloud is more of an open platform where you know you could record a radio show that you've done kind of live on air and then upload it afterwards. So you and have, you're paying. You have, go go ahead. Go ahead. Jay. Well, I was just saying you're paying what like a blanket license, like something Pandora, Slacker, somebody would pay like internet radio type license. Is that right? Exactly. Precisely. So we Let, pay Sound Exchange, ASCAP, BMI. And, and, and with Got that it. actually comes, there are a few other restrictions. So, for example, um, we aren't allowed to host albums. 
uh, and there's a maximum number of tracks by particular artists. So right, it can't be interactive, be, right? Exactly. So yeah, so I was I was you know I remember years ago working with artists and saying, all right, well let's put together an internet radio station. Well, there mm. are restrictions. You couldn't really put together an internet radio station that was nothing but all of your 20 albums played back to back. There, there are actual laws that say you can only have so many songs by the same artist in a given period of time. So you yeah. have those restrictions as well. Are, are exactly. you, are you automatically checking for that, or is it sort of goodwill that you hope somebody follows it? No, we're, we're checking for that. So to explain the process, everything that gets uploaded gets scanned and audio fingerprinted to determine the songs that are within it, so that we can know if you've played let's say, uh, you know, 10 tracks by, um, I don't know, Jay-Z, whoever, uh, it would actually get blocked. You wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't stream, it would, be, it okay. would be blocked. So, and that really, that actually comes from a, a law called the Sound Recording Performance Complement. Uh, and these are the rules that were kind of initially created when internet radio actually first got started back in the 90s. Right. Yeah, uh, and so that still applies today. So to be well, me, to, to be real clear, there are no restrictions. I could upload a a a professionally recorded track that I purchased from iTunes. I'm able to upload that within my curated playlist as long as it it falls within the other rules and constraints that are out there. It it it's not going to get rejected because you're going to go, "Oh, wait a second. You don't own the copyrights to that new Ozzy Osbourne track. Exactly. So Because you're paying. Exactly. So let's say as part of this podcast that we're doing right now, let's imagine it was audio only. And let's imagine that, you know, we took a break and played, you know, three minutes or five minutes of a song. That would get picked up by the fingerprinter. And then we would pay out royalties on that. Well, let me ask you this. So this all sounds great and and i've played with it and it reminds me of like you know the pinterest for audio consumption it's like this rabbit hole that you could just spend all day exploring you know everything how how is it monetized i mean Mm -hmm. are you just basing your business model on advertising is there paid tiers how do you monetize the the platform it's a good question so to date it's been primarily advertising so we run display ads on the website we work with brands. We help them to kind of put together, you know, an entire portfolio of either radio shows or DJ mixes, uh, and we do a lot of kind of branded content, things like that. Um, going forward, though, um, we actually just uh, three or four weeks ago announced our first major label deal. So oh, wow. we've, signed, we've signed with Warner Music, uh, and um, you know, this is the first of first step essentially in us taking a journey towards direct deals with the labels rather than kind of blanket uh, radio style licenses that will open up the possibility to build subscription offerings for our listeners that allow a lot more of the things that we can't do right now. So for example, being able to rewind, being able to download, being able to see a track list in advance. Exactly. All those sort of things. Got it. That's really cool. What about revenue opportunities for your, your curators? Excellent question. Uh, so as part of what we sort of put together in this proposal and what we've agreed with Warner and are kind of working through with, with the other labels right now is the idea that the, the creators and the curators would actually see a portion of the revenue as well. 
because they've kind of put in the time and effort to create these radio shows and these podcasts and like that. Like some kind of a rev share model. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so and, l- and let me, from a user experience, so if, if somebody goes into Jay's channel, his mm-hmm. profile, um, and Jay has put together some songs, and I don't know, maybe there's 48 songs in there. Does it just keep repeating once it gets to the end? It, and if you're still listening, it just goes back and starts again? Is it just in a con- sort of in a continuous online loop? How does it work from a user? Not quite. So, well, first thing to note is that you wouldn't upload them as 48 individual songs. It's, you know, we, we accept long-form audio, so generally our average is about an hour long Usually MP3. So, so, okay, so so if I wanted to do a playlist, a, a show of music, I actually have to edit all these tracks together. On yeah, you my actually side. have to into a program. It, yeah, you have to create like a traditional radio show, like a podcast. You would have to record it, create it, you know, you know, produce it, uh, and then is there typically voiceover? Um, it's it's a mix. You know, we have okay. some people who like to introduce the songs and kind of talk through things and you know some people even spend maybe half their time talking other people are quite happy to kind of be in the background and just play music that's good to know because i i was thinking this was me as a curator i could behind the scenes upload a bunch of separate tracks assemble my show in mixcloud and that's what people listen to but the reality is i would need to upload one track that could be that could encompass 10 different songs i have yeah. to put it all together okay got it got it okay good to know so then somebody's just listening to that one but again if they listen to that entire 40 48 minute whatever you know track i uploaded and it's done mm-hmm. uh, i'm just trying to understand the experience does it say what happens you know, after what what, yeah. what 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 happens at that point when it's done yeah so it doesn't loop, but we would we would sort of autoplay something else in a similar genre. Oh, like maybe a YouTube type situation where yeah, exactly. And, so and, let's and, say and, you were listening to a jazz show, we would give you another might jazz show. Suggest another one. And Interesting. The, and if the curator has ten different tracks, yeah, would you just move to the next track and then the next track, or would you suggest the uh-uh. next track? Well, we we use the terminology shows so that we don't get it confused shows, with you know. Right. Think of a track as like a sure. you know three minute, five, four minute song. Um, it would it may do. I think it depends on the algorithm and kind of you know what you've also listened to in the past. You know, if you've listened to a lot of Giles Peterson, we would probably just suggest another Giles Peterson show. But if you were the type of person who was you know more of a, a browser, somebody who likes to consume and listen to a bit of everything maybe would you know switch because, it up you know I, I guess where i'm what i'm trying to envision here is all right you know the music biz weekly podcast we've got over mm-hmm. 300 episodes yeah that are of varying length 30 minutes hour two hours long yeah um if i upload all 300 files mm-hmm. and i have the music biz weekly podcast radio show on mixcloud Mm-hmm. Is this something where somebody could binge listen and just say, all right, I'm just turning this on and I'm listening from episode one to 300. I'm just letting it roll. Yeah. I mean, we also have a play all button. So that okay. would, okay. that that would kind of answers perfect. that. You would, you, you know, you'd hit play all 
on the profile and um you know you could listen for days it sounds like <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah you probably could well let's yeah. talk about curation a little bit yeah. i mean is there like you know nico's weekly picks you know with his uh, favorites or is there some kind of curation going on yeah good question from our side we don't really as a platform we're, we we try and stay pretty agnostic and pretty open we support all different types of, of, of radio shows music content formats but the curation really comes in at the the level of you know the people who are uploading and contributing so again coming back to giles peterson um, you know, he's, he's doing, I think it's a weekly radio show now. There's other people who are part of his project who are doing either daily or weekly shows. Um, and it really, it, it, again, it's uh, being an open platform, you know, the frequency is kind of up to the user. You know, some people may do something like myself only every, you know, two or three months. Um, pretty busy and don't always have yeah. time to, like, make a new show. Yeah. But, you know, some people for whom this is kind of, you know, a lot of people, it's actually their main activity. A lot of people sure. are professional radio presenters and they use Mixcloud as a kind of, you know, a professional calling card. Of terms so of if you have a hundred shows, let's say, let's take jazz, for example, you have a hundred jazz uh, shows. Are they listed in alphabetical order? Are they listed in the most popular first? And does my Mixcloud look the same as Michael's? Is it based on my listening habits or is it all the same? So if you've contributed to the platform and uploaded, you'll have a stream on your page. Um, anybody can come to your page and they can actually order that by what's most popular or what's most recent. Uh, and then if you're just a listener, it will be a sort of history of what you've listened to. I, I, you know, I find this really, this is really interesting because I think, yeah, um, you know, the the big challenge people have always had is to create a show is not necessarily the difficult part. Every mm. other outlet you want to maybe distribute it to, you're shut down immediately from a copyright standpoint. I mm. can't play that well, song. I can't, you know, I mean, you, you, yeah. you, YouTube would shut it down. Facebook's going to shut it down. Mm. iTunes could shut it down. Um, you know, all of these other channels could shut down something like that. Yeah. Well, in a lot of cases, there isn't even really an option, right? I mean, iTunes does have the iTunes podcast directory, which was actually, you know, definitely something that inspired us in the early days. But, you know, if you're, if you're a radio presenter, there's no way to be part of Spotify right now or part of you know, Apple Music or any of these other. There, there, there. I mean, I mean, a real world example here. One of my clients is the '80s rock star Greg Kinn, and he spent 16 years doing morning radio show here yeah. in the Bay Area. Um, and when he left, he wanted to basically do a morning radio show on the internet, but that yeah. in, that included he wanted to play deep cuts that he grew up with and. You know, it the at the time, and this was years ago, the only option was Live 365. Yeah. And that was expensive as hell to be able yeah. to do that because, you know, he basically had to, with every show, upload, you know, the log of here's all the music in here. And then you're going to, as, mm -hmm. as, the, as the DJ, you're going to have to pay fees. And, and it was just like, yeah. no, it was just. It was prohibitive. It was absolutely prohibitive to do absolutely. that. So think of us as like a live 365 version two, where we've actually we've absorbed some of those costs and we make them up 
by running advertising and working with brands. And, you know, we've built the platform to be open so that, you know, people can use it like that, essentially. Yeah, it sounds like you've solved that problem because yeah. of your blanket licenses with the uh, PROs. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we were actually very uh, inspired by, I mean, if you think of like Live 365, the iTunes podcast directory, all these sort of places where independent curation can happen, that was kind of very much an inspiration for, for starting what how, we did. How does the, the, the player for Mixcloud work in social, in, in, on the various social networks, you know? I mean, yep. we, we, we know, you know, face, Facebook and SoundCloud don't play nicely mm-hmm. together. Can, mm-hmm. can you take the player for Mixcloud and can people play and listen within Twitter, within Facebook, within all the various social networks? So it's funny, I, I was watching just before this, your episode on Apple Music, and you guys were talking about how when they launched they hadn't even figured out, they hadn't tested how it would look on social media you right. know, when people share things. Um, I think we've taken a very, like pretty much the opposite approach. We've built for those platforms first because that's ultimately kind of has been our marketing you, channel. You know, you know that's where ultimately people are going to want to promote their channel and that's where the exactly. users are going to want to consume it. That's yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. So Go to where the party is. Exactly. So on Facebook, it, it shows up as a you know a kind of uh, media link. Um, we don't have the ability to play right within Facebook. I think that's actually restricted to just YouTube, maybe SoundCloud. Um, but on Twitter, we do have the ability to embed the actual uh, you know the radio show player, so you can you know if you tweet it out, you can listen there on Twitter. And wow. I, and, and, I, and I would assume this embeds nicely into WordPress sites and, and all that. There's probably, what, just an iframe code exactly. that you drop in that you'll always have your latest episode yeah. on a website. Yeah, and you and can do you provide that code. Size. Yeah, absolutely. You can customize yeah. the size. You can customize if it's a light or dark version, um, whether it shows artwork or not. So there's how about, how about mobile app? We have uh, iOS and Android apps. They're free. Okay. Uh, check them out. If, if anybody hasn't checked them out yet. And, um, you know, it has mostly similar functionality to the website. Um, you know, there's a few things that we're kind of trying to get in there as well uh, and put into the apps and kind of really become a mobile-first company. But that's part of our roadmap. So for, for the curators, what kind of back-end statistics do you provide? I mean, I can tell you as somebody who's been podcasting for six years now the biggest issue with podcasting is completely inconsistent statistics from platform to platform to platform so what do you what would you provide the curator to go in the back end and what kind of data do they get to know what's working and who's listening and all that type of stuff that that's a really good question Um, i mean if you think about why that is a lot of it comes down to the fact that podcast hosting and podcast consumption are completely fragmented and separated, right? Right. I mean, most mo- 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 most people stream a podcast. You know, exactly. no, no, nobody downloads a file and listens to it the way podcasts used to be when they were launched. It's all streaming right. now, so yeah. it's oh. it's it's even the the terminology of you know podcasters always ask, well, how many downloads does your show get? Yeah, uh, probably zero. I can tell you how many <clears> streams or, or- I get. Some uh, the other problem is like a lot of people have that auto download on, so it yeah. automatically downloads a podcast. But they never but then you listen. You have no idea how many how many people listen, right? Right. Yeah. So 
Now, yeah, I do not- that. I'm one of those downloaders, right? I download yeah. every one of my podcasts and then I have it set to five episodes. And, you know, I live in Los Angeles, so I drive a lot. So I actually yeah. do listen to those. But, you know, when you're tapering off of a podcast that you're not listening to, you're right. You know, it could just auto download and count as a download, but doesn't mean it was actually listened to. Exactly. So, you know, <clears throat> coming back to your question about, you know, what we provide the, the curators and people uploading a lot of it is those stats around, you know, actually how many people did listen, how many people uh, favorited it, how many people commented on it, um, where did those people come from, uh, even down to what device they use. So there's a whole bunch of like extra layers of statistics that we can give and share to the to the creators, um, which you know isn't simply isn't really available in a normal traditional podcast setting. The, 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 this is this is awesome. That that's you know, again, it's exciting to see that, especially as a podcaster. It's got me thinking. Mm. Um, what well, uh, you know, another question would be: Do you provide unlimited, ho- you know, hosting of files? I mean, are there restrictions on how much I can upload? Some of you know, some of these other third-party people. It's like. Well, you got you know one gigabyte of storage space here, and then that yeah. means you got to delete old shows, or I'm forced to pay for more storage. Uh, yeah, no, we are, we're unlimited. So wow, you know, we took we took the choice early on that we wanted to be an open platform, and, and we want essentially if you think about the way the economics work, you need to get the economics work on the listening side much more than the hosting side because hosting costs are actually dropping they're you know sure uh, they're going like that but the the royalty costs in terms of people listening is really you know our, our biggest cost before we have to pay out the most on so we need to make sure that that side of the equation is really working first and this is only audio do you do video or are there plans to do video programs only audio um you know never say never with video but you know right now we really want to focus on serving audio and specifically long form audio. Awesome. This is this this is exciting. It's yeah. definitely it's got me sitting here going, okay, I need to dig into my account and do a little bit more with it. You know, I've had it for a while and and I think I've used it literally as my I mean, do you got do you guys my, have an RSS feed? I've got an RSS feed for for I all mean, the shows. I, I could, I could after after the call, I could hook you up, and basically we can auto index RSS feeds, so they would appear automatically on your profile. You wouldn't have to do three hundred uploads in a go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, awesome. and and I just got to start thinking about how to use it in the right sense because I think when I first signed up and started to use it, I was thinking of it as oh, it's just another SoundCloud type of site. Mm. And and that's and I was thinking of it in that terms. I wasn't. It took your explanation to say, well, no, we're not like that. We are more yeah. radio. And it's like, yeah. ah, I get it now. I, I now yeah. it, you know the the light went on because yeah. otherwise I was just like, well, you know, it's same different name, same thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and 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 to be honest, I was looking at you guys when. All the rumors were like, "Oh, SoundCloud's disappearing." Okay, maybe I need to find another place. It's like, yeah, um, all right, you yeah, know. So this I mean, this is we have good. Similar, we have similar names, and and we're both platforms. So I think that it's a it's a natural confusion. to kind of you know see them as similarities. But I think you know there are there are still some differences. So you know our focus on long form audio, our kind of historical 
approach to licensing and actually getting licenses done for um, you know radio style content is something that differentiated us as well. And then one thing that's also probably worth mentioning is um, our, our different approaches to fundraising. So we've actually built the company um, entirely, bootstrapped it ourselves, built it from you know two people in a in a garage in Northwest London to 22 people now. Um, but we've never taken any any external fundraising. We've never raised tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. And so I think that was also a very different approach to SoundCloud and you know some many of the other services. Sure, right, sure. Well, this is this super, was this is this is great. This stuff. is great, Nico. Where where <clears throat> URLs? How can people reach out to you if they've got questions? How can people yeah, contact sure. you? Um, so the URL is really simple: mixcloud.com, m-i-x-c-l-o-u-d.com. Um, also available in iOS and Android app stores. Uh, to reach out to me, I'm on Twitter uh, at Nico Perez. It's N-I-C-O. P E R E Z. Um, happy to get back and like answer anybody's questions. Um, Thank you. That's great. Yeah. This is awesome, Nico. Thank you so much for. Thanks for taking for, the time, for, man. for me personally, for for yeah. clear, clearing up exactly what you are and, no. and how it can be used. Yeah, yeah. no worries. Thanks, thanks for great taking stuff. the time to do the interview. I'm I'm happy to you know share share about you know what we do and hopefully get more people excited about it and, and on Absolutely. board. Absolutely great. Thank All you, right. Nico. Thanks, Nico. Cool. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Neat, neat. Nico kind of just dropped in our lap at the last minute to be a guest, and and I'm glad. I'm glad we had him because it really cleared up a lot of misinformation I had about Mixcloud. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, and he excited. solves a, I'm excited he solves about some this. issues, right? I mean, it's always been a problem where if we wanted to do a podcast and go, hey, and we'll play this song and then talk about it, and that there are problems that happen when you do that, and with his blanket licenses. Now we can do that. Yeah, you know, if and, we want to play and, that track. And, and and for for artists, you know, look at Mixcloud as go out there and find the curators who you want to submit your music to that you want to be part of their radio show. I mean, it is it's that playlist world now. You need yeah. you need you know curators to play your music and talk about how much they love it, and that's exactly what Mixcloud is about. Yeah, and these are tastemakers. Next thing you know, you know, the streaming services are watching tastemakers. You could end up in, you know, a Discover Weekly or New Release Radar based on, you know, something as simple as a blog or something from Mixcloud. So and and, and don't ignore the fact that you as an artist can create your own channel here. You can create your own radio station. Put yeah. your own music that you like in there, but there's nothing that's stopping you from dropping in songs off of your new album and last year's album and whatever else and your and the, your friends band and all this you can self-promote all you want within it so yeah. you know you've got to think outside of the box when it comes to absolutely stuff like this yeah good show awesome um, go uh go visit hypebot hypebot news this week we love yeah. them we love them yep all right everybody music biz weekly podcast we're out of here <laughs>